RadioInfluence.com. When Dr. John Diamond speaks, people pay attention. Why? You're about to find out as the constitutional scholar and theologian electrifies the airwaves on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. This interview was conducted while Dr. Diamond was campaigning in the Republican primary for a Pennsylvania State District 4 House seat. He did not win. And prior to the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade. What the heck has happened to our America? Over time, God has been removed from our schools, workplace and government. That's not too bright. And the police are now the bad guys? Are you kidding me? Our school system is no longer public, but government control. The family structure has collapsed. Government thinks we work for it instead of the other way around. And wherever you look, false narratives abound. So what can we do to flip the script on this devastation that's besieged our nation? Dr. Diamond tackles these type of issues, spiking the football in the end zone on his TV show, America Unhinged. He's got answers. So let's get into it. He's nationally recognized as a constitutional scholar, author, teacher, motivational, inspirational speaker, theologian, and Christian apologist. I like that. His sermons, teachings, and speeches have earned him the reputation for being an articulate defender of truth and biblical morality. His books include Fighting the Next America Revolution. He is the founder and director of the nonprofit faith-based organization Peacemakers Outreach. He's a frequent guest on many national media outlets, such as Dr. Alan Key's show Let's Talk America, He's the host of his own TV program, America Unhinged, and that's not all. He's running to win a seat in the Pennsylvania State House, 4th District. I am glad to bring to the show Dr. John Diamond. How are you, John? Gary, what a pleasure to be back with you today. Right, it's a pleasure to be with you, and for those that don't know, uh, when they say back with me, did I miss a podcast? No, I have been on John's show America Unhinged, and uh, we had a ball uh, uh, just uh, rattling the right type of cages there. So let's start rattling the right type of cages here. Recently, this is a quote from Dr. Diamond. I've warned for the last 20 years. I've said America is no longer America. America is now communistic, atheistic, police state wrapped in an American flag as a facade, and everybody poo-pooed that. Then comes COVID, and everybody now realizes every constitutional principle that our founding fathers put in place to protect us from government has been destroyed and has been destroyed for about 200 years. Please explain. Well, what I... uh 
me and Dr. Alan Keyes, I'll give you the backstory. 2003, me and Dr. Alan Keyes went down to Judge Roy Moore's Ten Commandments fight down there in Alabama when they were removing his Ten Commandments from the from the courthouse. Um, I had just graduated my bachelor's in theology and decided to go home and uh, do a research project. So um, I did a, about a three-year research project. I went and read basically everything I could get my hands on. Uh, Declaration of Independence, Constitution, Federalist Papers, Anti-Federalist Papers, Journal of the Constitutional Convention. And when I saw all the protections that the founders had put between the people and the government, and I realized that over 200 years, all of those, it's like having 17 fences between you and a mean dog. And every year, you know, they come in and they take one more fence down, then they take another fence down. Well, this happened over, you know, starting in really about 1803, all of those protections they put between us and the government had been removed. And then by the time the Patriot Act, that was the, that was the final straw. Um, it was over. It was over. Our constitutional republic, for the most part, was over, at least from an operational standpoint. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Dr. Diamond. And, you know, fighting the next American revolution, which is the name of your books, Democrats have been doing that for decades now, seeking to collapse a constitution so they can usher in socialism. But that's not what you have in mind when you just said what you just said. Let the people know, because, see, this fight is a fight that's actually been going on for, as you said, 200 years. Unfortunately, the fight is going on from the wrong side to take those fences down, not from our side to reconstruct them. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And that's that's where I really got a lot from the, the uh, anti-federalist papers, because, you know, your, your listeners probably know that when the Constitution was was uh, written, um, they didn't pass it right there. It had to go to all the states for ratification. And then what ended up happening was uh, you had people like uh, Jefferson and, and Madison who wrote the anti-federalist papers who didn't want to create a federal government. And you had Hamilton and a few others writing the federalist papers, which basically explained was a commentary on the Constitution. And I'll tell you what, everything the, the anti-federalists said came true. If we create this federal government, they will slowly erode all our rights until they basically rule us from Washington, D.C. And that's where we're at today. So starting with the uh, Marbury Act in uh, 1803, where the Supreme Court basically made themselves rulers of the country. And then that's what I do in my book. I just walk them through because you brought up a great point. They've been tearing these fences down, you know, for 200 years. That's what I do in the book. I just show you every time that they tore another one of the fences down. Um, and these were all revolutions. They were peaceful revolutions and the fact that there wasn't no open warfare. But a revolution simply means a change of government with another government taking its place. That That's all that word means. Now, it can be a violent revolution or a peaceful revolution, but that's exactly what happened starting in 1803. You know, they they argued during if you read the Journal of the Constitutional Convention, they argued whether or not to give mm -hmm. the Supreme Court veto power. And they said, absolutely not. That would put us in the hands of an oligarchy. Mm -hmm. They said, instead, let's give it to the president because you could always vote the president out. Well, 1803, the Supreme Court ruled that we are the final authority on everything that's constitutional. Um, and Jefferson basically came out against that big time 
but that's where we're at. So we're we're basically a country that's being l- run by five judges for the most part. Yeah, John, and that's a very, very scary thought because, see, if the judges were righteous, as God would see it in God's eyes, it would be one thing. If they're not, as they never are, we have a whole big problem. The question in lieu of where we are, what is the, is there one thing? Because a lot of people, as you know, Stalin and Lenin talked about the useful idiots that they use. You know, most people aren't communists. They they just uh, don't know what's going on. They're the useful idiots. They think it's about their issues. They don't realize it's about the revolution until it's too late to do anything about it. Is there one fence that has been torn down, one decision recently that you think has created such a stir in the minds of liberals and people who don't get what's going on, that they're starting to see it. I'll give you an example. Uh, One of the things that I think is starting to really open people's eyes is what's going on in the elementary and public school system with the transgenderism and the you can be whatever sex you want to be and we can teach King plus King or this plus that or Mary loves Jane and not tell parents about it. I think that, at least in my opinion, I hope, is starting to open eyes of people that don't want to see this. That may not be the one. You tell me, is there one particular thing that leads you to believe people may be starting to get it, or are they still in the dark? Yeah, no, you just nailed it. That's exactly the word I would have brought up. I'm going to read to you right from my uh, from my website, Diamond4PA. It says, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that America no longer has a public school system. When mothers are trying to remove face masks from their children or labeled domestic terrorists, the public schools are no longer accountable to the public. They are government schools. They're run by the government. They're accountable to the government. They're funded by the government. They're compelled by the government. So we don't have a public school system anymore. We have a government-controlled school system. And all the government-controlled school system wants to do is tell everybody that they need to obey the government. They need to be good little slaves that just does whatever the government tells them to do. And and the fact that you can take 100,000 people and stick them in Penn State Stadium for a football game, but then they had to turn around and go back to school and, and 12 kids in a classroom had to wear face masks. This showed very, very clearly this has nothing to do with slavery, uh, nothing to do with safety and everything to do with enslavement. Yeah. And uh, this has been going on, as you said, for 200 years, piece by piece, just moving that football a yard a year or whatever. And they're almost close to spiking it in the end zone. Uh, John, the big thing that you talk about is the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And before I ask you why those are so important, I am going to give you uh, a reason why it's so important, and this should be shocking to people, people who have listened to my podcast, uh, Professor Nicholas Giordano, who is out here at Suffolk Community College, uh, close to where I live, he's about an hour away. And he gives his students a test the first day of class on the Constitution. And he says, what do you think about these things? And what do you think about this Constitution? And the students say, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. And then he says, that's not our Constitution. That's from Russia. And they're like, oh, 
snap. <laughs> you know? uh, and they have no clue. Right. Okay. Is that the reason it's so important? And should there be some type of constitutional test before you get a driver's license or before you're able to vote in particular? in this country, because a lot of the problems I think we have, people don't know the documents or what they're entitled to, what they're not entitled to, what government, why the founding fathers put limited government in there in the first place. And I think part of the problem is it's not being taught. So kids don't know and neither do parents. No, they certainly don't. That's the second half of what I got on my webpage. I'll just read it to you. It says an in-depth study of America's founding documents, including the Declaration, U.S. Constitution, Federalist Papers, and Anti-Federalist Papers shall be required curriculum as a requirement for graduation. So the leftists in this country don't want, want, want that curriculum in there. I mean, I graduated 1983. I remember taking my 12th grade government class, and it was horrible. I mean, and I love history. It was it's psychology is all I had to take. And it, it was a Marxist. Now looking back, I realize this was a Marxist teacher that was in there. Um, but that's what it is. They want you to be ignorant. Of, they want you to be ignorant of your rights, what the power of government is, what the scope of government is, because if they can dumb you down enough, then they can just convince you they have the power to shut your business down and make you wear a mask and make you get a vaccine and everything else, because people don't know what their rights are, where they come from, and therefore... They don't have the courage to stand up to them. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And and since you're here and since our listeners want to know the truth, please give them in a, you know, your thumbnail uh, uh, assessment of what the founding fathers put into government and why the government is for we the people, not the government ruling over the people, and why they were very, very careful to limit, it, limit government overreach to have checks and balances on all branches of government and why government is supposed to be limited in the yeah. scope of the private sector. Yeah, one of the things that I tell when I'm out here on the campaign trail is I, I said, you know, we've lost sight of the most basic thing in America is we don't work for the government, the government works for us. When mm -hmm. they had these mask mandates and, and they're like, why aren't you wearing a mask? And I said, why would I wear a mask? And they said, well, the governor passed a mandate. I said, I don't work for the governor. The governor works for me. <laughs> I, said, if you, I said, if you understood the, if you understood your three branches of government, you would understand the executive branch does not have any authority to tell me to do anything. You want me to wear a mask, pass a law. That's the way our system of government is supposed to work. We got three branches of government. And the reason they were separated and that separation of power exists is so you wouldn't have tyrants that could just make you do whatever they want at their whim because they're so drunk with power. So I said, you want to pass a law? You want me to wear a mask? Pass a law. And I said, even that's challengeable in the courts. I'm still not going to obey it because even that would be unconstitutional. So it, it's that it's that ignorant. You know, this is what I say, being former military. I said, if we have a base in our town and the base commander gives an order, a general order to the base, I said, that only applies to the people on the base. That doesn't apply to the people out in the community. And I said, it's the same with a governor. If a governor gives some kind of executive order or a president gives an executive, that only applies to the people that work for him. They don't have the authority to tell us, the people, what to do. And then everybody who has stood up to this tyranny has been vindicated because what are they going to do? You know, go ahead and arrest me. Go ahead and take me to court. Show me what law I broke. There is no law.
And if there is no law, then they can't prosecute you. So it's a paper tiger. All of it is. Yeah, I hear you. You know, since you brought up the mass mandate, uh, something very interesting uh, when you think about this, there have been revolutionaries of young people ever since I've been on this earth. You know, you, you young people, college students, high school students have always been rebellious. Right. And I was in college in the uh, late in the early 70s. And, you know, you had yeah, yeah, this is when the sex, drug, rock and roll, the police are pigs. Parents are, you know, you, you know, they, they were rebelling against authority. You know, uh, they want to be communists. They want to be hippies. Uh, you know, there all this stuff. Let's burn the flag and da, 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 and get in the middle of the street and stop cars from, you know, they're all about protests. I have a question. Why, what has happened that this generation allowed this mass mandate? Because previous generations, would, wouldn't they have fought this? Wouldn't this have been, you're not going to tell me what I have to wear? Or am I wrong because if they're left, they're just going to be sheep and fall in line with the leftist point of view yeah i mean you can you can trace it to two things one you can trace it to the education system and then you can trace it to the parents because <laughs> the parents the parents went along with it too it wasn't just the kids and the children and the people in the schools now i talked about this on my show i had young americans for liberty on my show this morning and we talked about exactly what you're talking about there uh during the 60s where they used the schools you know, it was like Berkeley and a lot of the left left leaning schools back at the time. Now they're all left leaning, if not fully left. But they were all being instigated by their professors and by their teachers and by their well, the, they weren't doing that this time. The Marxist teachers weren't telling people to <laughs> go out and protest mm -hmm. masks. They were telling them to wear the mask and to get vaccinated. So um, it, it seems to me and the guy young man I had on was just wonderful. He was homeschooled. And, and, and I was like, I can tell you've been homeschooled because, you know, he was saying everything you're saying there, Gary. It's just I was taught that I don't have to obey the government at all times. Well, that's not what they're getting in the government schools today. They're getting you have to obey the government. That's why the government's there. And it's not. Yeah, you know, and you, you nailed it. They're getting it from their professors. They're getting it from their parents. And the weird thing is most back in the day, you used to rebel against your parents. If your parents said, hey. You do B. If your parents said C, you do F. But now everybody on the left, it just seems, is all banding together, banding together uh, in a common goal, marching lockstep towards this communist utopia that they have no idea what's at the end of the uh, rainbow because it's not a rainbow. They're being led over a cliff. John, in your opinion, what's the uh, number one problem in America today? Uh well, it started with separation of church and state. I, I, you said earlier that the, the professor would read a constitution and everybody agreed with it and they read the Soviet constitution. That's how I really, that was my first trail on the trail of breadcrumbs um, was separation of church and state. Since we were down there and that was the main thing, separation of church and state in 2003, I started doing the research and I found the constitutional amendment that says there shall be a separation of church and state 
but it was found in the Soviet Union's constitution of 1936. <laughs> and it actually says the church shall be separate from the state and the, and the school from the church. So what happened when our Supreme Court ruled on separation of church and state? They basically, by judicial fiat, took our First Amendment out, which says Congress shall make no law prohibiting mm -hmm. the free exercise of religion. It's a crime to do what they did, and they substituted that with the, the Soviet Union's Constitution of 1936. Right there is where they removed us as one nation under God, mm -hmm. that he is the creator, that our rights come from him, and that is when it spiraled out of control. So there you have the sexual revolution, because we're not going to obey the morality that's in the word of God. And now people are getting pregnant and they don't want to be pregnant. So now we got to we got to legalize abortion and then the homosexuals start coming out of the closet. And it's been a moral free for all ever since ever since separation of church and state. I believe a very powerful spiritual covering was removed from this country when that when that Supreme Court case come out and the people didn't tell them to go pound salt and they just went along with a bunch like a bunch of compliant sheep and they just said okay we won't pray or read the Bible anymore even though they've been doing it since the time the Mayflower landed apparently the Supreme Court found some clause in there that we've overlooked for 325 years you nailed that to the wall and and people what John is saying see understand what that constitutes what would what was supposed to happen when it was say it, it gave us freedom of religion which meant no state could force you to to serve or be of a, of a certain religion in other words Maryland you didn't have to be they couldn't make you all everybody in Maryland has to be a Presbyterian everybody has to be a Baptist in New Jersey everybody has to be Catholic in this and what it did was allow you freedom of religion separate from the government what it never intended and this was the outcome of that Supreme Court the decision what it never intended was for government to be separated from God and that's what the spiritual aspect was on the secular it looked like it was a thing of where well, we're not going to let the government interfere in your religious life. That wasn't the, the main issue. The main issue through that, they were able to get God out of government, out of the workplace and out of the schools and look at where we are. Right. Yep. It's a more it's a moral free for all now. I mean, there is there. It's been turned on its head. I said there's two spirits, the spirit of Christ and the spirit of Antichrist. There you go. There, and we were we were living under the spirit of Christ for about the first you know 325 years until the early 60s. Now this nation is thoroughly do, do, uh, dominated by the spirit of Antichrist, including our public school system. Yeah. Now I, I, I hear you. Now we understand this is really a spiritual war between God and Satan is being played out in the secular. Our Judeo-Christian roots have been put in a rearview mirror to the extent far too many Americans even realize that that's the way it's supposed to be, that, that that God is supposed to be involved in in the workplace. He's supposed to be involved in the family. He's supposed to be involved in the schools. He's supposed to be involved in the government. My question to you is, can we really get back to when God was God because he's been removed from workplace, schools, government, and you're having trouble even finding him in people's families? And when I say God, we're talking about God through Jesus Christ. We're not talking about, you know, gods that don't exist. <laughs> right. Well, like I said, um, 
You know, I'm of the opinion now that you can't put the genie back in the bottle. There is no way. There's no way you're going to be able to shoehorn the Bible and prayer back into schools. The only the best thing that we can do is just totally dismantle the public school system and everything be privatized. Everything be run by the community, charter schools, home schools, co-ops. I mean, my church has a Christian school that goes up to sixth grade. Um, and then my my oldest, who's who graduated out of that two years ago, we have a we have basically a one room schoolhouse and uh, co-ops around the country. Um, we're we're up to five million homeschooled kids now, uh, and I think it was only like a hundred thousand in 1983. The people the people need to understand the school system is absolutely 100% broken, and it cannot be. It's just like the the pilgrims. You know, you had the separatists and the pilgrims. You know, they, they were like, let's let's reform the Church of England. Let's just stay here and reform it. And the pilgrims was like, guys, this thing's so broke. There's no <laughs> there's no way of reforming this. We just need to leave. And that's what they did. And they came to the new world. And they're like, that's what happens. Things get so corrupt over so long. And then the, they got their tentacles so deep into it. There's no sense of trying to wrestle it away from them. You just go out and create your own based on God. Yeah. And um, and we need to pray to God. We need to repent individually and as a country and ask God to heal our land because it's out of our hands. It's, this thing has gone way too far. And I really believe because there are too many people that are praying for God to save this country, in the name of Jesus, that he will. But we may have to go through that Red Sea experience before he drops a hammer on people. And when I'm saying on people, I don't mean necessarily on individual. I'm just talking about where the evil will be exposed and hopefully we can get a semblance of people to understand what's going on because the problem to me is john with the with the media taking over you know with with the communists actually now taking over the media and taking over the evangelical church getting getting their 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 pastors in the churches and in the schools and the seminaries and in the workplace uh the, the voice of truth, of God's truth, and actually of a constitutional truth is just being drowned out. And if you're a constitutionalist, they want to call you racist or you're bigot or homophobia, this, that, or the other thing. Uh, please tell me while you're out on the stump and tell people what you are stumping for politically. Please tell me you're you're seeing a change that people are starting to get it, I hope. Yeah, they're starting to get it, and it just took the rise of alternate media to do that. That's why all the censorship is there. So what you're doing, what I, what we're all doing at Brighty on TV, um, people are hearing things they've never heard before, and that's that that's been the key. Is when I was I fought during the Cold War. I was in the Air Force during the Cold War, and one of the lessons they taught us in Air Force Leadership School, they said when. Uh, when the Soviets, when the Russians took over all those satellite states, they just thought they could come over and take over the state media and then they would control the narrative. Well, what they realized was you had to not only control that, but you had to be the controlled opposition because true opposition would rise up if they didn't have the controlled opposition also. So that's what you see from like Fox News. They're just a controlled opposition mm -hmm. um, to CNN. And uh and then, I mean, we could go down the road with some other organizations, but what you're doing, what we're doing with Brighty on, we're giving them a narrative that they've never heard before. And we're giving them information that they don't hear anywhere else. And, and I think this is kind of the, 
uh, I was stationed in Korea and the communists pushed them all the way down to Pusan. Korea's like Florida. <laughs> they yeah. pushed them all the way down to the, and, and they, that was that last stronghold. And then they pushed back. I think that's where we're at here in this country. We've been kind of pushed back into a corner and now people realize that. And with the with the upsurge of what you're doing and what we're doing with Bridie on and and the social media, uh, I, I think we're starting to win that narrative back. Well, that's good to hear, John. And since you talked about starting to win it back through alternative media, please tell them what you do. Tell them about your show, American Unhinged, the type of things and the guests you bring on, what you talk about and about Brighty on. And and for people that don't know to to seek out and tell them where they can find this great ulterior media source. I am um, thankful and blessed that you've had me on your show. Dr. Alan Keyes had me on his show. Let's talk America. Let's talk America. So please tell them what this alternative media is all about and why they should uh, check it out. Well, I, I started a, uh, a news and journalism conference three years ago down in Texas as a part of a film festival. Um, and when I went down there, the guy was like, hey, what are we doing good? What are we doing bad? What can we do better? And I said, well, you call yourself a media conference, but there's no media. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I think of media. I think of CNN, Fox. I said that really the Christian church and those who love truth really need to get back in journalism and in the media because we're being lied to. I mean, every time they open their mouth, they're lying to us. So what we ended up doing is I just took that over and I started giving awards to people who had shows, who had good shows that were, but we were so disjointed, you know, it was just a YouTube channel here or a platform here. Um, and then what ended up happening was I knew all these people that were being canceled. So when Brighty on TV got a chance to launch, basically I went out with, with some of the, the leadership there. I went out and I just, all these people that have been canceled, I brought them onto one platform because if you've been canceled, that means you're over the target. If they're suppressing your free speech, then you know, you, you know, you're, you're right in the enemy's face. So that's how, that's how Brighty on TV started. Right. Now tell them about your show and what you do and, and how you go about it. And, the type of guests you bring on and what you talk about. So my show is called America Unhinged. It's based off 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. that talks about take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ because our minds are unhinged. Our minds are so disjointed from reality. It's not even funny, whether it's constitutionally, whether it's morally, whether it's um, um, con constitutionally. In every area, we've been lied to about the system of government, right and wrong. I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we are so disconnected from reality that now we think men can be women and women can be men, which shows how far we are unhinged. Um, so what I do is I try to bring people on my program that that are the ones that will get your mind right. That's what my buddy in the Air Force always used to say, boy, you need to get your mind right. <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's what we need. That's what we need in, in this country again. We need to get our mind right. That's why the Bible says so much about the mind, you know, taking thoughts captive and let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And it's all about the mind. That's where the warfare is being waged is over what you think and feel and believe. So when you're only hearing one narrative, coming from the anti-Christ, anti-American left, 
and that's drummed in your face 24-7, your mind starts to change. That really is what the word repentance means. It means to change, change the mind. right. You know, so we need to get people to repent. We need them to change their mind and help them see that what they're believing is a lie. And I tell you what, I do this on my in my church on Sunday morning, and people just look at me like, what? <laughs> I'm like, guys, you're believing lies every time they open the mouth about COVID, about everything, about the system of government. When, when I taught my first book, Fighting the Next American Revolution, I had a guy come out and go, where's all this stuff been? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, it used to be in our history books, but it's not anymore. So that's what we try to do on my show. I, I just bring guests on, usually one guest for 22 minutes every day, two guests a day. And, and I give them the platform like you do. I just let them talk. We have a we have a dialogue. But, you know, I've usually found them out and find out they're doing a good work. And I just let the people I let them tell the people about whatever it is they're doing, whether it's a book or a podcast or a movie or government. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm here to give people a platform. Well, I'll just drop one name since you didn't, because I get it's funny. The, the one person that a lot of my friends want on my radio program that I haven't had, you have had, and that's Kevin Sorbo. Uh, so about uh, so a lot of people like you've had Kevin on your show, right? Yeah, that is correct. And that's a big name. A lot of people like Kevin, like what he does, like listening to him. So that's the type of individual that you get on your show. Yeah, he's uh, he's great because, I mean, he he covers a lot of the bases because when I first started my show, well, this is what God showed me back in 2006. There's five major institutions that are broke. Uh, the church and the government, those are the only two authorities. I got them at the top. But under that, there's three other institutions, but they're just influencers. And those are the, the media, which I think of Fox or CNN, Hollywood, and the schools. So when you think those are the five institutions that the left took from us, those are the five we need to take back. So when you look at Kevin Sorbo, you know, he comes out of Hollywood, so he operates in that realm. Uh, him and his wife are real big into the homeschool movement. Uh, they they're firmly pro or anti-abortion, um, and that that was what I had him on my show because they were working with a with a pro-life group um, about some uh, some uh, videos that they were doing to help get the get the word out. So it wasn't just about having him on for his celebrity. I mean, he's very him and his wife are very much activists, and that's. That's the people that I want on. I want doers. I don't want people that just sit around and right. talk about problems. I want doers. I want people with solutions. That's what I was taught in, in Air Force Leadership School. Most Probably most impactful thing I ever got. A general came in and he said, he goes, now that you're non-commissioned officers, he said, don't ever come to me with a problem. He said, come to me with a solution. Because if you just come in my office with a problem, all you're doing is complaining. And I've applied that to pretty much everything that I do. Identify the problem, but th don't just complain about it and cry about it. Do something about it. And, and and that's really even how the book was started. That's how this show was started. Let, let's do something about it. I hear you. And that's a great example, using Kevin as an example of the type of guests you have on the show. Let the Let the audience know what type of issues do you cover? You see, because your people are hearing, I'm being lied to. 
Well, what am I being lied to? Can you give a couple examples of what they would hear on your America Unhinged show, which you do live every morning? Got me up a lot earlier than I'm used to being up. But, you know, they it, you're doing it live and it's hot and you cover what that people you see, because when you say you're being lied to and on our show, you won't be lied to people are like, well, what could I possibly hear on your show? I don't already know, because if you're being lied to, you don't know what the truth is to begin with. If you hear it. Right. Yeah. And, the, and it's really those five that I did in my pilot episode, government, church, uh, Hollywood, schools and the media. So basically what I do is I get. The, almost every guest I have will fit into one of those five categories and I'll show them how, you know, how the government's lying to you. Just, I mean, take COVID, you know, the extent of power that they have. Oh yeah, no, the, the I even went to my state rep and I'm like, this governor has no authority to shut down businesses. And he's like, yes, he does. And I'm like, no, no. Have, you read, have you read the fifth amendment? Have you read the 14th amendment? So, I mean, just getting people on that understand this stuff and is not just going with the, the government and the media narrative because they're in bed together. The media just pushes whatever the government wants them to push. So, uh, you know, I get people on there to counter the, the false narrative just to show how Hollywood's lying to you. And they're using a lot of films really just as propaganda to mm -hmm. change your mind. That's what all this is about, it's about changing the mind, how the schools are not... You know, when, when they won't even let you read the Declaration of Independence because it's got the word creator in it, you know we've we've fallen off the <laughs> fallen yep. off the, the horse at some point, right? Yep, you definitely, absolutely. Now we've talked about uh, fight fighting the next American Revolution, which was one of your books, but that's not your only book. Tell them about other books and why you wrote them. Well, the, the follow-up to that's Appeal to Heaven. So my first book, Fighting the Next American Revolution, I warned the country we were being taken over by communists. Uh, separation of church and state was the very first salvo in that battle. Um, and then uh, systematically, they've just been destroying the country ever since. And nobody wanted to listen. Everybody poo-pooed it. Um, and then I'm like, okay, that book talks about what the problem is. Appeal to Heaven, A Cry for Divine Justice, um, tells us how to fix it. So what it is in a nutshell is Romans 13 and, and the real interpretation of Romans 13, let every soul be subject to the higher authority for there is no but authority but of God. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are being taught, the that Bible tells us we have to obey the government. I say that's, it says no such thing. It says, let every soul, who is every soul? President, mm -hmm. Supreme Court, Congress, let every soul submit to the higher authority for there is no authority but of God. So the chain of command would be God, government, citizens. So if, if God says thou shall not kill, the government has a right to pass laws saying thou shall not kill and punish people who do. Right. But what happens if the government rebels against God? Do we still have to obey the government? Absolutely not. Did not. the Hebrew midwives obey Pharaoh when he said to kill the Hebrew children? Did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego obey Nebuchadnezzar when he said break the first and second commandment? Did Daniel obey King Darius and the law they just passed when he said you're not allowed to pray? Did the apostles obey the Sanhedrin when they said you can't preach the name of Christ anymore? I'm like, I don't know where you get this idea that <laughs> that we're we got to obey the government at all time. We got to obey the government if they're operating under the authority of God. But if 
they're rebelling against God or actually commanding you to disobey God, you not only have a right, you have a duty to disobey them. Dr. John Diamond, preaching, going, Bible, and they all were blessed for their obedience to God. They exactly. all were blessed. You had King Darius when he went, when he went to the lion's den, even as a pagan, he had expected the one true holy God to have protected Daniel in that lion's den. He expected to find Daniel alive and then threw everybody in the lion's den that tricked him into doing that. God will, you know, you, you, in a nutshell, you just wrap that and nailed all that right out there. And, you know, what people don't understand, there's, there, there are two elements in the Bible that people think the, the Bible talks a lot about. First off, education. Raise your kids in the way of the Lord. That's what God has to say about education. And government is there with a sword for a reason. If you do evil, we're going to be. So government's supposed to protect the people. And the government's not supposed to be telling the people what to do, setting up a, take a currency, educational system, going into the private sector. Government's not supposed to be doing any of that. And government is not supposed to be involved in your education, telling you what you're supposed to believe or what you're not supposed to believe. That's on the role of the parents. How did this script ever get flipped around to where parents actually think the government is supposed to be teaching their children and through government schools telling them what they're supposed to know? Teaching yeah, them goes, what they're supposed to know. Yeah, that, that goes clear back to Dewey. I mean, this has been yep. planned since mm -hmm. the, early 19, you know, the, the early 1900s as they wanted to get the kids out of the household, out from under the influence of the parents. You know, and then, um, I mean, we were still good after World War II. I mean, the guy the guy usually worked. The mother stayed home with the kids, you know, and, and even if there was a school system back then, which it was still fairly good back then. But now, you know, the feminist revolution came up and, oh, no, you need to be out working. You don't need to be home, you know, serving people. And now they got the women, they got the women in the workplace. They got the men in the workplace. And now your kids are turned over to both the public school system and the daycare. And, and the parents have absolutely no influence over over the children anymore. So that's that was their first really big tactic was to destroy the nuclear family. They didn't destroy it like they're destroying it now today with all this transgenderism and no fault divorce and all this other nonsense that they pushed on us. So, yeah, to get to get back to it is just to get back to the family. The family is the key building block of any nation. And if we just get back to the family, we get back, you know, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do or how to live. But I mean, if we if we got back to where, you know, the guy goes to work, the, the, the mother stays home with the kids and homeschools them and teach them just like the Bible says they're supposed to teach them. And, and we're a family unit again. We're not being influenced by all these outside influences and being raised by heathen and people that hate God. That's the only way we're going to turn that thing around. You're absolutely, absolutely right about that, John. And, and you know, the, the thing is, please understand, people, in the garden, Satan went after exactly what John said. The nuclear family is supposed to be God, father, mother, children. Satan went after, don't notice, he didn't go after Adam. He went after Eve. And, and what he's done is try to destroy the nuclear family through two ways. Try to destroy the nuclear family through the, the, the structure as far as God said, man and woman should marry, become one flesh. 
And Satan's like, and now you got the people, no, 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 you can marry who you want. You can be with who you want. You don't have to have a, you know, welfare. You can't have a man in the house. So with the more babies you have, the more money you get destroying the nuclear family from that way. And then, as you said, the horrible, horrible thing of abortion. You got to remember, people, two men. Moses doesn't make it. Moses doesn't make it if Pharaoh's edict had been successful, and neither does Jesus if Herod's edict had been successful. They would have gotten whacked. That's the other thing. They're just destroying the, the family and destroying the nuclear family and destroying the, the basis of God, mother, father, mother. This is where he goes. It's all about the family. And that if you're seeing right now, the whole family structure is totally fractured. Wouldn't you say, John, is that that's the main thing that that family is just and getting the women out of the house, working, trying to make more than the man, trying to be the breadwinner. Everything's, would you say, flipped upside down? Oh, certainly. Yeah. And, I, and I've even even heard women say, you know, I'll go out and I get this job and I'm making whatever, eight bucks an hour. By the time I figured out my car payment, my insurance, my gas, my clothes, my food, I, <laughs> I'd have been better off staying at home. It was almost a wash. You're not really bringing anything extra home. So, yeah, destroying the family. I, I thought of this when you were talking, because um, I think this is a big factor also. Before the Great Depression, um, 95% of the nation was agricultural. It was it was out in the country. It wasn't until the Great Depression that basically everybody started coalescing in the cities. Um, and, it, you know, they can control more people that way. I'm all about diversification, just spreading everything out so thin that they can't control everything. But that's, mm -hmm. that's their strategy, to put everything in one basket so they can control that basket. If they spread everything out, you know, they can't control every little community and every elected representative in every community. So that that's why we have the, the you know, we were a much better moral family-based people when we were out there. We were working the land. We, you know, we had small communities. We knew one another. It wasn't the law of the jungle where everybody's fighting each other. We were a much better civil society uh, back in the day. Absolutely. And and the whole community, I grew up in uh, suburban New Jersey, Summit, New Jersey, and everybody in the neighborhood, the parents, they knew everybody. If I was doing something, the neighbor could reprimand me before I got home. And I knew by the time I got home, the phone call would have been made. I'm going to hear it again. Unfortunately, those days are long gone. John, please tell people about your association with Dr. Alan Keyes, because I got to be honest with you. Uh, you help, you set it up uh, for me to be on Dr. Key's show, Let's Talk America, and then I came on your show, America Unhinged, and being around you two guys as hosts, I'm supposed to be the guest. I didn't even want to talk. I wanted to listen to you two guys talk. <laughs> well, there's a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time, and nobody wanted to listen because we were kind of too radical. Dr. Alan Keyes is certainly one of those. I mean, he was the one, one you know, maybe Ron Paul, too, but... You know, back in the day, there was very few, very few people that weren't in it for the corruption and the power um, and what they could get out of it and their own fame and fortune. And uh, Ron Paul and Alan Keyes were two two of the ones that I really looked up for. So looked up to. So that that's how we kind of got. And again, we worked together down there in 2003 on Judge Moore's. Um, but he was one of the first person I gave an award to. I didn't realize he was back out. Um, I thought he had kind of retired. 
but he realized the country was was falling and and he had to do something to save it so they they started their own show let's talk america uh and i happened to run across it so i was like hey ellen's back let me go ahead and give him an award and then ever since that time that relationship was built um and then we worked together I actually work for him now i book all his guests he's coming up here to speak in erie pennsylvania uh tomorrow tomorrow night but yeah i mean the the people these are the saints and the patriots that we need to save this country and those are the ones that i'm going to be promoting and he does the same thing i hear you now this show is a podcast and it's pre-recorded so people by the time you hear this dr keys will have been in erie pennsylvania so don't fly don't go to erie tomorrow looking for dr (laughs) keys because he will not be there but since you brought that up now Please tell us what you're running for in Pennsylvania and why, and what are you, you know, telling the people when you're out on the campaign trail? Uh, the 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 only way to save the country is from the bottom up, the grassroots up, the, to save it at the state level. The federal government is is broken beyond control. There is there is no salvaging the federal government whatsoever. They're they're all bought out by corporations and and big special interest groups. The only way to save this country, and I'm running for House of Representatives 4th District here in Pennsylvania, the only way to save this country is really with the 10th Amendment. That if if the Constitution, we the people did not give the federal government some power to do something, they don't have it. So we were really created as almost 13 sovereign countries. That's what the founding of this nation looked like. And the federal government, go to Federalist 45, the federal government had no power over the states. Well, again, they moved those goalposts over 200 and some years until they basically swallowed everything up. Um, and now they basically just want to turn us over to the United Nations so to create this one world government. So the only way we're going to save it is really with the 10th Amendment. And, and if the federal government does not have the authority to do something, it's called nullification, we're just going to go tell them to jump in a lake, just kind of like DeSantis is doing down there in Florida. You know, this is our state. We the people will run this state. Unless, unless we the people gave you some power in the Constitution, which we gave them the power to, like, coin money and make post offices. I mean, <laughs> that's about the extent of the federal government's power. And if we can get enough the great thing about it is, is, is most counties, even in blue states, most counties are red. Pennsylvania is almost all red except for like Philadelphia and, and Pittsburgh. So that means we enjoy like 30 more seats in the House of Representatives. If we can just just take these House of Representatives seats, then even if they take the big cities and the governorships like they have in Pennsylvania, they'll never be able to force any of this Marxist stuff on us because we've got enough patriots standing in the gap. Amen for that. Amen for that. John, when you're out talking to the people, that's what you tell them. Please tell us about the uh, Peacemakers uh, outreach that your faith-based nonprofit organization, why did you found it and what does it do? Well, the one of the things, because I'm called to be really an outreach minister and a teacher, and, and the Bible says there's five-fold ministry, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Apostles, evangelists, prophets, teachers, pastors, but the church doesn't operate on that. All we operate is on pastors training pastors for the work of the ministry. For the most part, mm-hmm. the the other four, the other four of the fivefold ministry don't exist. Um, and I was called to be really kind of more of an outreach minister and a teacher than anything. And churches will not hire them. 
I mean, you can't go any. All they want to hire is pastors, youth pastors, secretaries, worship leaders. They're so internally fo focused that the country's going to hell <laughs> because the light is withdrew withdrawn to the four walls of the church. So we started this ministry to get the light out of the four walls of the church, to be an outreach, to take truth and to take God's word. And I mean, even if it's not just scripture, even just truth on what government is and truth countering the lies of the media. Um, and, and that's how that outreach started 10 years ago. And the church, kind of, they don't pay me, but they kind of let me start that ministry there. And and that that's really how it started. Now we've kind of moved um moved out of that now i think a little bit more now that i got this 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 uh broadcast here is more just my own kind of business more than it is anything but we still do that stuff with the church i hear you i hear you and and i, I i'm sure that uh with all this great stuff you have going on you have your books you have your tv show you have your outreach you're throwing truth out there so i know and I'm sure that our audience will understand that the likes of Facebook and Google and, you know, Instagram or whoever they may be, Twitter, you are the darling of social media organizations, right? <laughs> I think you found that out when you tried to even share my name on Facebook. They block you from, they block you from everything. I've had two YouTube channels canceled. Facebook won't let me do or post just about anything. They did ban me for a year and a half, and I had to sign up again under not my name but under America Unhinged. So I got back in, but they're they're shadow banning me so bad it's not funny. I got. 3,000 friends, and if I post something, I may get like two thumbs up. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have to abandon those those platforms um, and just and just start our own. Just jump out of their sandbox and start our own. So, and you're you're starting to find that out yourself, I hear. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been going on for quite a while with me. Uh, you know, and and it's just a part of you know you just keep going and try and reach the people you can reach. How do you feel about? Uh, 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 do you think it'll be any help of uh, of Elon Musk uh, taking over Twitter? Um, I don't know how it could get worse. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I mean? I mean, even even if it just stayed the same, I mean, the fact that the, a platform can ban the president of the United States, you know, shows you a whole lot right there. So, I mean, it's all un-American. Anybody that censors anybody and violates their First Amendment freedom of speech is un-American. So unless they're actually like doing a bomb threat or, you know, slandering somebody, you know, I mean, yeah, we can't allow just like unlimited freedom of speech. You can't just get on a plane and yell bomb or in a movie theater and yell fire. But when all we're doing is just discussing issues of morality or issues of politics or government, no, those things are wide open. And when they're banning people like that, um, then you've got a problem. So, yeah, I knew I wasn't going to be safe if they're going to ban the president of the United States. I don't know if I would have handled that as well as he did. I, I probably would have went after him. Yeah, I hear you. Now, along the lines of this, maybe because uh, I basically stay in my hidden bunker and uh, don't go out a lot in public as far as meeting a lot of people, maybe you can answer this about the mindset of the American people. Because this is something one of my best friends always brings up to me about the, the censorship of the left. Shouldn't the left be concerned 
that by banning free speech of presidents or anybody like a Candace Owens or you or me or anybody on the left, on the right, anybody whose voice they disagree with, by banning them, shouldn't they be concerned that fair-minded people or people on the left are going to say, wait a minute, if our side is so right, why are they banning them? We welcome the left so we can use what they say to show how wrong they are. Why isn't it worked? Why doesn't it work the other way around? Yeah, well, and I use this during COVID too. My body, my choice apparently only uh, covers killing a baby. It doesn't doesn't apply to a vaccine. It doesn't apply mm-hmm. to wearing a mask. It doesn't wear a mask. So that's what the left does. The left will just twist the rules. The problem that people like you and I have is we play within the rules and play within the system. They don't. They will kill, lie, steal, slander, manipulate. They will do anything and everything to win. There's nothing that's off the table. So it's like a football game where, you know, I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and I got to play by the rules, but you're the Cleveland Browns and you can hold and rough the passer and pass interference and jump off sides. I mean, that's, that's really the battle that we're in. We got one side that's about law and justice. We got the other side that's unlawful and does not care other than just total around victory. And that really is the reason for my appeal to heaven book, because it, it basically calls God in as a referee and says, you see what they're doing. <laughs> you see that they're lying and killing and stealing and twisting the their oath and the Constitution and everything else. And that's what that book's about. It's about imprecatory prayer. You can go to my website, AmericaUnhingedRadio.com, and download the free ebook on there. That explains it a little bit better about how we're supposed to call God in to help us. That's what the Founding Fathers did. In the Declaration of Independence, where they said we're appealing to the supreme judge of the universe for the righteousness of our intentions. So they understood they were living up against a tyrannical government, um, which would be like the left, who was violating every one of their rights. And they knew that that Britain was so powerful, just the world's biggest superpower. This nation of farmers with pitchforks couldn't take down this this giant not without appealing to God. So that's what they did. They met in Congress. They prayed every day. They appealed to heaven. Um, and then God gave us the victory, and we had the freest country in the world until until we lost it again. Amen. And you nailed that. John, thank you for coming on. My final question before I give you the opportunity to tell people how to reach you. What can people do? Because people, a lot of people, what I hear all the time, I don't have a microphone. I don't have a camera, movie camera. I don't have a pen. I don't have a platform. What can I do to affect change in this country? What would you say for the normal, average, grassroots, hardworking, patriotic American, what can they do to do their part? Well, seeing that we got such a wide variety of gifts and times and talents and experience and, I mean, every resources and everything else, the, the thing that got me on this is when I did all that research for my first book, and I was like, now what do I do with it? I really didn't even have a – I didn't even want to write a book. That wasn't my intention. Um, and the Lord was just like, write a book. And I just remember thinking this, and this is what everybody needs to think because this is what the enemy will tell you. The enemy was like, you're one person. What can you do? And, and, and immediately the Lord was like, 
every single movement in the history of mankind has been started by one person one. Mm -hmm. or a small group of her people, right? Abraham was one person. Moses was one person. Jesus Christ was one person that surrounded himself with 12 faithful men. Uh, Paul was one person and wrote the whole New Testament. Um, Hitler was one person with a book, Mein Kampf. So every movement, whether for good or evil in this country, has always been with one person or a small group of people. So don't ever let the enemy think to convince you, I'm one person, I can't make a difference, because if that's the case, you buy that lie, you've already lost. I hear you, Dr. John Diamond, bringing mega doses of truth in bringing and bringing the heat with it. John, thank you for coming on. Please tell people how they can reach you and uh, anything that you would like to promote? Uh, primarily just my show, AmericaUnhingedRadio.com. I'm on 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on Brighteon.tv. Uh, we're also over on Roku, so if you've got a smart TV, go to Roku and look for Brighteon. We have like 30 hosts on there just bringing you all kinds of um, red pills, <laughs> the uh -huh. stuff that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Uh, and then my show's also carried on Conservative Television of America, and that's internet-based also. And then if you wanted to look for my political website, it's diamond4pa.com. And uh, we only got about three weeks before that primary is finalized. Right. And tell them how to get your books. Uh, right there at americaunhingedradio.com. Just click on the store and all three of the books are there. Oh, John, this has been a pleasure. It, I always enjoy talking to you because they, just so people understand, John, and beside me being on his show and, and him booking me for Dr. Key's show, that led to during that time frame of us doing a lot of talking off the air and, uh, uh, you know, on the phone. And I continue my, continue my brother in Christ. And I really enjoy talking to you because uh, you're a faithful man and, you know, you, you bring the heat and, uh, unabashedly and as you just say we got an unhinged country and uh, we can take it back but we got to take it back one heart at a time so i really thank you for coming on uh you're always welcome to be a guest and god bless you and god bless your family gary i appreciate it keep uh keep up the hard work because you're making you're making bigger uh, splashes than i even think you understand your your influence on a lot of people so we we do what we're supposed to do and we leave the results in god's hands you nailed it because I do this for God, family, country, and constitution. He told me, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the shadow ban and don't worry about what you, you know, leave this in my hands. And John, as somebody like you, who is very much biblically uh, oriented, one of the things we do know about the Bible, a lot of what everybody did when they did it, there was no response, right? you know? And now look at look at who Paul is, look at who Joshua is, look at who Moses is, look at who Abraham. In other words, a lot of this stuff is being shadow banned, and I'm saying this for your benefit too. A lot of stuff is being shadow banned, is being suppressed. But that doesn't mean it's going to be suppressed forever because when God raises the curtain on evil, people are going to want to go, where can I find the truth? You put it out there, brother. See, so it's going to be there, and it could be for a year from now, people, you know, you, you, all of a sudden, you, you, they can't even find, you, you, you know, your show could be, uh, too, too many people are on it, they could blow up, they blow the network up, you, don't, you understand what I'm saying? God's time, his way, but we just have to be truthful 
honest and 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 this is as i said for god family country and constitution and i know you do the same yep absolutely and i just encourage everybody to think of it like a seed you plant an apple seed you're not getting apples tomorrow all right it's going to be 20 30 years before that thing bears fruit and that's what the word of god tells us we just need to be sowing the good seed and then it will come to fruition in time Right. And and people understand we didn't. And I don't, you know what? Let me just throw this out there, because this is a huge problem to me. You lose it. You know, it's almost like a diet, a person going on a diet. It took you three years to gain 50 pounds <laughs> and you want to lose 50 pounds in 10 weeks. You didn't gain it in 10 weeks. Don't expect to lose it in 10 weeks. We didn't lose this country in four years. This has been for most of us, a 75, and I'm going back even before I was born, but a 75-year process, going even back to the Frankfurt School and all the infiltration of communists coming into the country. You brought Dewey into it, which even before that precedes that. But this has been going on for a long time. We didn't lose it overnight. We can't take it back overnight, but you've got to start now, right, and see where God takes us. Your final yep. comment. Yep. Final comment would be this. The the people that built the Tower of Babel, most scholars think that it took hundred, about 100 years probably to build the Tower of Babel, and God destroyed it in a minute. And I think that's exactly what God's doing. He's sitting back looking at these antichrist people that think they're God, and they're just thinking they're winning, thinking they're winning. And there's going to come a day, and I think it's pretty soon that He's just going to come and <laughs> he, He's going to He's going to throw it throw it down to the earth. And and you know what it says, right? In Revolution, Revelation, the kingdoms of our world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. So we're we're get pretty close to that day. I'm just waiting to see what he what he plans on doing to to take down his enemies. Right. I I agree with you and I want to let you go, but because you said that and went down that rabbit hole, now I have to ask you one more question. Okay. Because people have to understand God God'll God'll fight the battle for us, but we have to take out the trash. See, people have to remember, right, John? David slew Goliath. But then what did the people have to do? They had to take and kill all the Philistines. When the walls of Jericho came down, the people with Joshua had to go, and God wanted everybody destroyed. You know, the, the, the point of the matter is to get rid. God will expose evil and level the playing field for us, but then we have to take the trash out. I think it's very important for people to understand the day is going to come that all these traitors and all these antichrists and anti-constitutional people that are in control now, once they're exposed for who they are, we're going to have to complete the job. Is that right? And do you think we have the people that are going to be ready to do this? And in my feeling, God's not going to drop that hammer till he knows we'll finish the job. Yeah, that's what that's what he's doing. This to me, the last two years was just a weeding out process. That God's going to see who's faithful and who's courageous, who's going to stand for truth. I mean, there's a lot of people that lost jobs and 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 you know basically gave up everything just to help save this country. So I believe we've been in a testing period for the last two years. I think the cream of the crop is kind of raising to the top. The people that are going to be faithful people. Uh, remember what I said earlier in the show about all the people that defied the government, the Hebrew midwife, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all of mm -hmm. them. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11 and read it. Hebrews chapter 11 is basically a recounting of everybody that I just mm -hmm. told you. Mm -hmm. All right. So that God is right now just seeing who has faith. 
And that that's what's going to win this battle is faith. It doesn't take faith to sit in your church for 45 minutes on a Sunday singing a couple hymns. Mm-hmm. It takes faith to tell a government official to go pound salt when he's evil and has no authority to do what he's doing. That's exactly what everybody I just mentioned did. They told it an unjust, antichrist government official, absolutely not. We're obeying God. And like you said earlier, what happened? All those, all those rulings were rescinded. And not only that, they were promoted. Mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were promoted. Daniel was promoted. So that's what faith is. Because people today are like, well, if I do this, I'll get fired. Or if I do this, no. God's wanting to promote you, but you're not willing to have the faith and the courage to stand up to these tyrants and tell them to go pound salt. He can't promote you if you're not going to do that. Amen. Thank you. Dr. John Diamond, again, you nailed everything, bringing all sorts of truth that people need to hear. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. You're always welcome back. And again, once again, God bless you, your family, and success on your quest to sit in your house on the 4th District Representative. Dr. John Diamond, everybody. I want to thank Dr. John Diamond for raising our awareness in regard to educating ourselves biblically and constitutionally in order to thwart the ungodly and unconstitutional factions and movements obsessed with destroying our nation. We've got to do this, folks. Got to get this done while we still have time to determine the outcome of this war of subversion. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. Well, that's a wrap, America. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America. I'm Jerry P. Tuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.